0: Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Hello, everyone. My name is Clint Schwartz. I'm the lead pastor here at Lighthouse. Thanks for being here today. Also, if you're watching online, thanks for joining us as well. A couple quick announcements from me. Um, starting next weekend, we are launching a new uh, message series titled "Revive Us," and it's just going to be a, a quick three-week series on revivals. On revivals, many of you have heard about what has been happening or what happened down in Asbury, at Asbury College, and uh, so we're going to take some time and look at the history of revivals. We're going to take a look at marks of revival, what happens when there's a revival in a community, and then how we can bring revival. So we're going to spend three weeks on that. I would encourage you to come uh, over the next three weeks. And then also, at the end of the month, moving into Holy Week, uh, during Palm Sunday weekend, we have some exciting things happening. We are going to be, uh, first of all, asking the church All of you, you guys are such good fasters. So, we're going to ask you guys to fast again, right? Uh, Just 24 hours this time, though. So, you know, not three weeks. Uh, But moving into Holy Week, we got a lot of special things happening. So, we're asking you to join us for a 24 hour fast from 6 p.m. Thursday, the 30th, to 6 p.m. Friday. So, it's just a 24 hour fast. Um, And then we're moving into. Uh, Friday night from 6 p.m., uh, Friday night to 6 p.m. Saturday Saturday night, we're going to do 24 hours of worship and prayer in this room. Um, so our young adult group uh, talked me into this. I don't know how, um, but we are going to take 24 hours and just worship and pray together in this place, and I'm super excited about that. I think it's um, we prayed a lot about this and just feel like this is something God wants us to do. As you guys know, a lot of the revivals that have been happening around the nation, um, this outpourings that have been happening, there have been 24 hours of prayer and worship that's been happening. And so we're just going to do it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so, and that's, that's where you can come at any time. You don't have to be here for the whole 24 hours. You can come at any point during that period of time. <laughs> Um, And then that's going to lead us into Sunday morning when we are doing our beautiful thing, building offering. I know many of you have already been saving money for that, but that's our special offering towards the building fund to try to pay off our debt here. And then on Sunday night at 6 p.m., we're going to have a special Palm Sunday night of worship. And we're going to spend just a couple of hours of intense worship on Sunday night. So I'm excited about that. Make sure you mark your calendars for those dates here at the end of the month okay to uh, open up today's message though i wanted to start with talking about church membership as many of you know we have started church membership here at lighthouse and um, for for some of you who have been in the church for a long time this isn't anything new you understand church membership but for the younger generation this is kind of a new concept altogether but church membership has been around for hundreds of years but it is on the decline. Take a look at this graph. This is from like the 1930s to 2020. And this is the number of people in the U.S. who are members of a church, synagogue, or mosque. Mostly just churches, though. So it was 73% back in the 30s. And uh, in the 2021, I think it was, it's down to 47%. And so we're seeing this huge decline that is happening in membership in churches in the United States. That's the number of people in America. And so it's the first time that it's below 50%. So less than half of the people in, in America today are members of a church. A few weeks ago, I talked about the difference between generations, and that was a lot of fun. that We opened up the sermon with that but when it comes to church membership, there's a huge difference in generations as well. So church membership is strongly correlated with age. This is from a Gallup poll. 66% of traditionalists or the silent generation belong to a church, compared with 58% of baby boomers, 50% of those in Gen X, and 30%, 36% of millennials. And then Gen Z is even lower. It just continues to go down. So church membership with each generation is on the decline. Church attendance has been on the decline as well. If you look at this graph of church attendance since 2020, um, you see over here on the left, this is the percent of people in the U.S. who have attended at least one to two times per month in 2019, 20, and 21. And you see that 34, 31, 28%. And so never or seldom, you see that increasing, 50, 53, 57%. So that was during COVID-19, and, uh, but I'd say it's about the same since then across our nation and talking to other pastors and so on. So church attendance worldwide is on the decline. But you know what's on the incline, though? You know what's growing, what's increasing is the number of deaths from alcohol, drugs and suicide take a look at this graph this is from 1999 to 2020 that blue line is the total number of annual deaths from alcohol drugs and suicide in the united states a huge increase is happening and it uh, there was a significant increase there in 2020 um, with covid it has been since then, but you can see it was on the increase even before that. <laughs> this is from a CDC, the CDC website. It said, in 2020, an estimated 12.2 million adults seriously thought about suicide. 3.2 million made a plan and 1.2 million attempted suicide. That was in 2020. That's in the United States. Anxiety and depression which drives suicide and drug and alcohol use, has been on the rise. According to a study by the Kaiser Family Foundation, the percentage of adults reporting symptoms of anxiety or depressive disorder increased from 11% in 2019 to 41.1% in January of 2021. I want to take a look at those first two graphs side by side. I think those are related. I think they're related. When we as a country, as a culture, turn our backs on God, turn our backs on his bride, the church, turn our backs on his word and his plans for our culture, I think it affects us. And I don't think it's helping us at all. When we turn our backs on God, it sends us into a spiral, I would say, a negative spiral. We need God. We need God. If you go back and read the Old Testament and read the stories of the children of Israel, you'll see that when they had their hearts turned towards God, things went well in their country. And when they would turn their hearts away from God, They would move into immorality and chaos and into um, captivity. And then they would turn their hearts back to God, and God would give them and bless them again. We see that again and again and again all throughout Scripture. It's all throughout history. And so we as a country today, as a whole, are turning our hearts away from God. And as a result, we're seeing the negative consequences of those decisions. So we need God in our country. We need God in our city. We need God in our communities. We need God in our families. You know, everywhere around. We need, we need him. The world needs him. But how is, how are they going to find him? How are they going to find God? Well, here's a scripture that challenges me. Hopefully it challenges you as well. In Romans chapter 10, verses 13 and 15, it says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's the good news. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? How can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The scripture says that it's up to us to bring the good news. So my goal today for each of us here is to beautify your feet. That's my my goal, is to send you with the good news. Because how can they believe in someone they have not heard? And that's just the case today. There are so many people who are struggling in our world, in our culture today, and they don't know the hope that we have. If you are a follower of Christ, you know the hope that I'm talking about today. Well, we are finishing our message series titled, All In, Giving Life All We Got. It's a message series about giving life everything that we have, making the most of every opportunity, every moment. And uh, in this series, last week, we uh, heard a message titled, Going All In With Our Friendships. And if you missed it, you can watch it online. But today, we're going to look at What it means to go all in with those who are outside of the church. Those who are just part of normal culture, normal society today, but they don't have Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They need the hope of salvation, and it's up to us to bring it to them. So today, we're going to be reading a scripture from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. You can turn there in your your Bibles if you would like. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, that's the New Testament book order. While you're turning there, uh, this is Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth, the city of Corinth. Corinth is located in Greece between the Aegean and Ionian seas, and it was an important port city, both militarily and commercially, but because... It was so important. It had so many visitors. It was an immoral city. And Paul planted a church there. So he had this, this church of people trying to follow Jesus, living in a culture that was full of immorality. And it reminds me of a lot of what we're dealing with in our culture today. But he, Paul, is encouraging the, the people in the church to spread the good news to those around them because it's, it's, it was true then that they needed Jesus, everyone in that city needed Jesus, it's true today as well. And so he's encouraging them, and I would hope that this scripture today encourages us as well. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 21. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sinned for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So our title for today's message is Going All In. It's our last one of the series. Going, going All In for the Unchurched. Those who are outside the church, those who are outside of a relationship with God. And my hope today, my hope today, it really is that we get motivated to share the good news that we have with others. That's really my hope. So let me pray. I'll give us a couple thoughts from the scripture. Father, I pray that you would speak through me today, Lord. I pray that your Holy Spirit would be present in this place, that you would challenge us, that you would shape us, that you would mold us, God. And Lord, more than anything, that you would remind us of what you've called us to do, which is to share the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you can fill this in on your handout if you would like. First of all, we can go all in for the unchurched by, number one, grasping the greatness of the good news. Got your triple G going on there. Grasping the greatness of the good news. Guys, this is the good news, the good news of the world. Uh, Verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. I don't know about you, but that's really good news for me, right? That we get to become new, that the old is gone, and we are a new creation. Man, that is such good news, but it doesn't stop there. It says in verse 19 that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. That's good news, that through Christ, our sins are not counted against us. We don't have to pay the price of our sins. Now, what is the price for sin? It is death. Somebody has to die for our sins as payment. And typically, that would mean it's us, the person who created, who, who committed the sin, right? But through Christ, the good news is we don't have to pay the penalty for our sins. Jesus did it for us. That's good news. And then verse 21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So not only are we made new, not only don't we have to pay the penalty for our sins, but then we become righteous. We become better than we are through Christ that's the good news. We have knowledge. We have the secret to this wonderful, great news. But I think what happens sometimes is that we forget how great the news is. Because if you've been following Christ for a while, I've been following Christ most of my life, then I forget very easily what my life was like before I was following Christ. And we forget what life is like. But it doesn't take very long if you look outside of the church, if you look outside of our Christian bubbles that we hang out with, and you talk to people that are outside of that you know, uh, set of people, you'll see that the world is tearing them up. So what I want to do is I want to take a few minutes and I want to remind ourselves of who Christ is and what he has done in our lives. Because guys, without Jesus, there is an alternative story, right? I mean, without Jesus, we are a product of our past mistakes. It sticks to us. It doesn't leave us. Without Jesus, we aren't forgiven for our sins, We are accountable for them. And without Jesus, we are not righteous. We are stained forever by our sins, and we suffer the consequences of a sinful life. But we might forget that. And so what we're going to do is we're actually going to do like 30-second testimonies, all right? What I mean is that you all are going to remind us of the goodness of God. So what I want to do is I want to do like a 30 second testimony, which is basically saying, I'll tell you mine. So before I was a follower of Christ, I was afraid. I mean, I'll just tell you, I was afraid. I was fearful because I had heard about heaven and hell and I didn't know how to get to heaven. And I knew I was on my way to hell and I was scared. But someone explained to me the path to salvation. And so since then, Man, I have assurance. I'm not afraid of dying. I'm not afraid of where I will go. And I look forward to one day when I can be with Jesus. And that's, that's just a simple 30-second testimony. Does that make sense? And I know, I know many of you, and I know your stories, but not many people know your stories. And so what I want to do is I just want to open that up to you and have you share just 30 seconds What was your life like? What's the word that describes it? And what's your life like now that you know Jesus? Okay? So who's willing to do that? If you're willing to, just stand. We're going to get a mic around to you. Go ahead and stand up. All right, so introduce yourself first of all. Say your name and then share. Hello, um, I'm Charles. Nice to meet you. Hey, Charles. Before God, I was fearful, just like you said. Uh, I had lots of worry. But as I met God, got to know God, I got confident. Got to be myself, and I realized that you know you got to stand up for what you believe in, and people may follow you and you can guide people, and so that's why I'm here. So. Amen. Thanks for sharing that. All right, who else? Just stand up where you're at, we'll get a mic to you. <laughs> 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 Lyndon, stand. No, they're in the back. We got the back. Just go, You can't stand there. Hello. Okay. My name is Adam Ryan. I think a lot of people know me here, but. I feel like one thing that I've learned as being a Christian is in today's society, we have a tendency to like, we don't want to stand out in a crowd. Everyone wants to kind of like fly under the radar. But for me as a Christian, and what I learned in 2020 is to be a Christian, I like always find myself standing out and it's uncomfortable, but I like it because in a way, Jesus Christ was standing out 2000 years ago. And a lot of people didn't know how to respond to that. And I think that's a really good example that I can follow in my Christian life and moving forward. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. All right. Hi, I'm Ingrid. And before Christ, I really was fairly joyless and unloving. And then once I met him, I just, I love people in general and I feel joy at other people's good fortunes, Mm -hmm. at their blessings, and I didn't have that before Christ. Yeah, and many of you know Ingrid, and so to think that there was a time when she was joyless and unloving, you wouldn't know that, but you're a new creation, right? And it's because of Christ, because of Christ. Who else? We got time for a few. Um, I think it's helped me sort of like open my eyes to like a bigger picture type thing. Mm -hmm. Because I think before it was like very narrow-minded, but afterwards it was like, oh, I see different things are connected that I wouldn't have noticed before. And so it just sort of helped open me up to that view. Right. Scripture says that he renews our minds yeah, and we get to see the picture, the bigger picture. That's good. Who else? Matt, I think you were going to. You can make him run all the way down here. Josh is in good shape. You would rather see Josh run than me. So um, <laughs> um, So. before I knew Christ, I, was, I would say I was deceived. I would be one of those guys that I would have, you would ask me if I was a Christian, I would have said, yeah, because I didn't know any better and I didn't know. Um, but since Christ, like since I know Christ, I would say my life has gone from, cause I had a good life, like a loving, you know, I grew up in a loving family and all that. And so I had a good life, but now that I know Christ, I have a great life. Like, so it's good to great for me. Yeah. So your life went from good to great. It's good. You know, because it's so close, I'll say something. <laughs> 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 you can stand, stand, you stand up. I guess with one word as I listen to everybody, my thing would be, I think I was really selfish. Mm. All about myself. Mm-hmm. And then when I met Christ, I think um, now I'm not so that much. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. Thanks for sharing that. Who else? Yeah. We'll work our way around. Here we go. Um, I had a lot of, like, worry and anxiety and frustration and anger. Um, but um, going through healing prayer and getting to know the Lord, like I really let basically all of that go. Um, I don't take meds for it like I used to, um, but I can find like true joy and peace, like filling me when I ask for it, you know? So that is a huge, big difference that I can be more thankful as opposed to like the negative side of it. Mm -hmm. So Marie, you were on that, depression anxiety track you were on there and you've gotten off mm-hmm. yeah Completely. you're not one of those statistics mm-hmm. anymore that's good <laughs> amen i think Be. uh my name's dave good morning um i was a fake i was a fraud mm. i had a facade grew up in a missionary church i knew how to play the game i knew how to put the facade on that I was a good Christian boy. I went to fellowship of Christian athletes, carried my Bible around, drank on the weekend, fornicated, everything. So um, after I, when I truly met Christ, um, yeah, I'm a new creation. Yeah. Yeah, you're all in now. From a fake to all in, Christ can do incredible things. Who else? We got time for a couple more if you guys want to share. Hey, my name's Danny. Um, we've all heard the song like "Amazing Grace." Like I once was blind, but now I see. But before high school, uh, I've thought I was didn't know where I was going in life, didn't know what was happening for college, didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, but then the Lord really grasped my heart and took care of me and showed that he had a plan for me. So um, it was in that moment when I accepted him into my life that I could actually see clearly his design and plan and love over him. First of all, his love for me, that he died for me, but also that he cares so much about me, he has a future for me. Yeah, so one of the things that this generation is struggling with is hopelessness. Because of the media and everything that's been thrown at them, And God can give hope for the future. Amen. That's good. One more? We got one more? We'll wait for you. Whoever it is. Here we go. You're in the back. Before, I was just unhappy, angry, Hmm. mean, rude, and... Now I look forward to every day. Um, I went through days just like it was another day, and now I'm excited about the next day. I look forward to serving Him. Um, I look forward to praying. I just look forward to being happy every day. I look forward to Sunday. Awesome. Thanks for sharing, PJ. All right. so. This is the good news of Christ. Each one of us, if we're a follower of Christ, we have a similar type of story. We were in one place and then God came in and he brought us to another place. Don't we want that for other people? I mean, we saw the graph. That is the direction. We know the people who are struggling with it. We know the people who are attempting suicide in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our schools, in our workplaces. We know who they are. And we have the answer. We know the answer for them. Guys, outside of a relationship with Christ today in our culture, it is chaos. It is chaos. So we need to bring the good news to them. We, yes, every one of us that's sitting in here today, we need to do it. So that's your second point. We can go all in for the unchurch by accepting our assignment. Accepting our assignment. I love this section of Scripture because Paul is saying to this small church in Corinth that is surrounded by immorality, and he's telling them, hey, it is your job to go and share the good news. So verses 18 through 20, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. He gave each of us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us, that is again, thus the church, the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. So what is an ambassador? An ambassador is someone who lives in a foreign country away from their friends and family representing another government, right? I mean, that's what an ambassador is. They're in an uncomfortable situation surrounded by people that aren't like them for one sole purpose, and that's to represent the one who sent them. Guys, we are Christ's ambassadors. It is our job to make an appeal to those around us to reconcile them to God. God loves each and every single person on this planet. We may say, oh no, he doesn't love that person or he doesn't love that person. No, God loves every single person on this planet. He doesn't want anyone to end up in hell. He doesn't want anyone to end up in hell. And so he is holding out hope for every single person to come and be reconciled to God. Jesus described it this way in Matthew chapter 18. His love for the world, he says this. What do you think if a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away? Will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly, I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. In the same way, our Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. As I was reading that, I was thinking about our church, and and I, I was thinking about the fact that God loves us. We're the 99. Just think of it. We're the 99. We're here. We're in the fold. And and he's excited about us. But you know what he's always doing? He's looking out. He's looking out. Looking out past these walls. Looking into the streets. He's looking into the city of Alcar. He's going, man, but, but what about Joe? He's lost. And he's depressed. And he's cutting. What about Susie. I mean, I'm excited. I mean, God is excited about us, and he's excited about us, us being here. But his heart is for the lost. His heart is for those that are outside of these walls. And we are his ambassadors. We are the ones to go and reach those who don't know Jesus. It is up to us to do it. Right before Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave the disciples their last marching orders. And he said this in Mark chapter 16. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. So before Jesus left and ascended into heaven, he just had one last thing. He says, go into all the world. Go, go preach. He didn't say, meet together, sing great songs, Grow in your faith. I mean, those things are all important too. But that wasn't his final command. His final command was go into the world. Preach the gospel. The good news is that it's not hard to do that. Right? I mean, raise your hand if you know somebody who needs Jesus. Right? We we all know someone who needs Jesus. We all know someone. And you know... How we share that is we don't, we don't convince anyone that they need Jesus. We just tell our stories like we did today. I was, uh, I was at uh, the Minute Clinic, had a sinus infection a few weeks ago, and I was just talking to the doctor and just sharing my life and um, find out that she's between churches. You know, and I was able to invite her to church. But the thing is, is that I was just sharing what God has done in my life and what God is doing in my life, just living my faith out loud. And sometimes we will share everything but our faith. But our faith needs to be the most important thing that we share to those who don't know Christ, because it is the answer to what ails them, whatever it might be. Christ is the answer. So we are Christ ambassadors, and we need to be willing to leave the comfort of our 99 and go out and tell the good news to those around us. That's our commission. That's how we go all in for those outside of the church. Now, here at the church, here at Lighthouse, I mean, we do have some practical ways. We try try to help you to do it, but it's not all about what we're doing here. This is individual missions. We all have an individual mission to do this. But here are a couple of practical steps you can take through the church. First of all is um, take five to invite five. We had this initiative last year, and it's just simply take an invite card. You know, take a minute, take five minutes, and just invite someone to church. The the physician I was meeting, I just pulled out my card and gave it to her. Um, You just do it. You just... Have those cards. We have those on your way out. Pick up a five-pack and just have them always in your wallet. Have them always in your purse and try to get rid of them. We have plenty of them and we will buy more, you know? And and why do you invite them to church? Because Christ is preached here. That's just simply it. The Holy Spirit shows up here, you know, and so they can come here. Now, if they don't live anywhere around them, around here, invite them to another church, (laughs) you know, just, but, but invite people to church. Share your faith you know, go out there and do that. Another uh, practical step is to help with an outreach. We, we do evangelistic outreaches here at the church. And so we have four of them coming up um, this spring and summer. We're doing an Easter egg outreach on April 8th. That's the Saturday before Easter. And we could use all of you guys just to come and hang out and just talk to the people who come. We had Close to 200 people in our community show up for that Easter egg outreach. Um, this year, I think we gave away a thousand eggs last year. We're giving away 1,500 this year, and, uh, and we'll, we'll tell them about Jesus, invite them to church, but it's great if you're here helping and smiling and looking like you have an answer, right, to what the world needs. Um, we're going to do a block party here on June 23rd, and that's just a big carnival type thing, inviting the community to come and We need lots of volunteers to help pull that off, give away a lot of candy, giveaways and food and all of that. Um, July 29th, we're doing a dollar car wash, which is um, we give them a dollar to get their car washed. They think they're going to give us money, but we do that because people won't come to a free car wash, right? Because a free car wash means you got to donate money, right? I mean, that's what it means. So we do a dollar car wash. They think they're getting a good deal, and they get a really good deal. And we give them a dollar and share the gospel with them. And then we're going to try this year something different. We're going to try to go into one of these communities in Elkhart um, and do an off-site block party. And I will tell you, it is hard to do that. Um, It takes a while to build up trust in communities. And so we are still trying to Work our way into one of these communities that really—they're far from God. I mean, we just—we we know the people there; they're kind of a problem community, um, and we want to bring the love of Jesus there and just bless the kids. And so that's one of the ways that you can—you uh, know—shine your light. Matthew five sixteen says, "In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven." It's just one of our ways that we can collectively you know, show our, you know, our good deeds and do some good deeds and glorify God. But that doesn't nullify the need for number three, which is personal evangelism. This is, this is really up to you. Yes, jump into the things that the church is doing, you know, invite them to church, all of that. But guys, we need to go out. We are individually ambassadors of Christ and we need to go tell people about it, the good news. Go to the laundromat and Pay for somebody's washer and dryer. You know, take a bunch of quarters with you. Do they still take quarters at Lawner Mats? Is that yes? No? What's that? A lot of quarters. Yeah, a lot of quarters. Um, I know someone who uh, was musical that would go to the park and just play guitar and sing, you know, worship songs and share their faith. Um, ask people if, they, if you can pray for them. If somebody's telling you that they are sick or hurting or need a job, just pray for them. Just pray for them. Um, buy groceries for individuals. I'll tell you, this is something that, that I like to do um, when I'm at like Walmart or somewhere like that is just to be listening. God, is there someone here that I should be considering buying their groceries? You know what I mean? Just kind of look for it. Doesn't happen very often, but the other day, I just I'll share this with you. Because God used it not the way I thought He was going to use it, but I was um, buying, or I was I was buying gift cards for our marriage thing that we did. Uh, we gave away a bunch of gift cards, and so I'm buying like how many was it? 26 gift cards. And I don't know if you've ever bought a gift card at the store, but they have to scan it and it has to do all this stuff. It takes like 30 seconds per gift card, you know? And so I'm standing there like this, you know, because the people are lined up behind me and they're just doing this. And it's taking forever, you know, to go through. And so fine, and the lady right behind me had already put all of her stuff on the conveyor and I'm like, oh, I just feel so bad. You know, so I I just apologized to her. And um, and so at the end I said, hey, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna buy your groceries, you know pay for this, and she goes, oh, no, you don't need to do that. I said, I, I, I just feel really bad, you know, and so I bought her groceries, and I told her about the church, and she goes, Lighthouse? I said, yeah. She goes, we just sold you your church building. <laughs> she attends Grace Lutheran, <laughs> and it was, it was really fun because we still have a partnership with them, and I'm, I still meet with one of the board members, and we're meeting next week, and uh, I want to continue that relationship. And God's kind of like, yeah, he just wanted to make sure that they knew they had, did a good thing when they sold us the building. <laughs> How cool is that? But you never know. I've also, I've also done that. I know Ron Betzer and I went and did this around Christmas time one time. And, uh, and I used his credit card for everything instead of mine. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's a true story. Um, but we had, we had people just going crazy. They were so Shocked and so excited. We had one lady that was screaming, Hallelujah! You know, everybody's like, What's going on? You can make somebody's day with 25, 50, 100 bucks. And honestly, it made my day too. I drove away from there just smiling. Do good deeds for others. Just do them and then tell them about Jesus. And then lastly that I have for today is just Pray daily for the unchurched. Pray. John 6, says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. And, I, and I, I have yet to meet someone who is a follower of Christ who someone else wasn't praying for them before that. That doesn't mean it hasn't happened, but I believe that our prayers draws them to Christ. That's ultimately their decision. But pray for the lost. Pray for the lost. We had a a lady who stole some stuff that was ordered, some Amazon stuff um, for the church a few years ago. And we found out because of ring, you know, and the camera, we found out who it was. Um, And so that lady is on my prayer list every week. I'm praying for her salvation. Because I just, you know, in her circumstances, in her circle, There's addictions and all of that. I don't know that anyone is praying for her salvation. So I just said, I'm going to. And my hope, my hope is that one day when I get to heaven, I'll get to meet her there and she will be there. Um, Hopefully my prayers are helping with that. But Christ is calling her. I know that. I know that God is calling her. So here's your last feeling. The gospel goes out when we get off our couches and get into the street. And I wanted to use another word besides couches, but I use couches. We need to take it seriously, the mission that God has given us, each and every one of us. So we can go go all in for the unchurched by grass.